Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we talk all things money. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We want to make finance feel like a good pair of blue jeans, Van. Good pair of blue jeans. That's right. Wow. Very comfortable. We want you to be very comfortable. But at the end of the day, we want to help you build wealth. Can't they be a pair of like sweatpants? I mean, that's a lot more comfortable, right? Fine, Van. <laughs> All right. I was working on blue jeans. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about sweats next time. Fair enough. Um, it is also important to note here that, however, um, that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment. Financial entertainment. And should not be misconstrued as financial advice. But again, if you have any questions, uh, comments, or any episode topics that you would like us to discuss, please c- contact us at awordaboutwealth.com. No, I'm sorry. Awordaboutwealth at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, actually, if you want, just check out our new website as well. It's, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's awordaboutwealth.com. And you can contact us there as well. Yeah, there's a lot of good articles now. Uh, we're recapping every episode. And every in between each of our episode recaps, we're actually talking about something that's interesting that we found. Like Van uh, made an article, talked about Mark Cuban mentioned something about uh, uh, what's it called, like credit cards. Yes, and you gave some feedback on that. So definitely check it out. One don't want to give it away here because clearly uh, my my opinion matters as much as Mark Cuban's. Uh, Absolutely, I think you guys are pretty much on the same note. (laughs) Why aren't you on Shark Tank, Van? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think I would fail miserably in Shark Tank. <laughs> you think? I think you do pretty well. My well, it's just I'm I'm not a business guy. That's it. Hey, we're yeah. just on the heels of a car buying episode. That's true. Where That's true. you are the negotiator. That's true. Maybe the master should go on the. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, that would be an interesting. <laughs> oh episode. man, uh, that would be fun by itself. Huh? Yes. Yes. Um, well, cool. How are you, Van? I'm doing well. Good. How about yourself, sir? I'm recovering. You're recovering you from know? what? My foot is still sore. I have really? To say. Yeah. Wow. Are you uh, using that? Uh, was it FSA to uh, your benefit? Yeah, but this is. I think it's just about recovering. Right oh, now. okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. Actually, but um, didn't you have? Didn't you, weren't you? You know, didn't you have an activity yesterday that uh, was a lot really fun to do? Oh uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I was uh, trying to build my own wealth on the side, man. Oh yeah, I was what at, was that? I was at a swap meet last the swap uh, yesterday. Meet. That's right. Wow. Woke up at five a.m. Stay there till four p.m. Wow. It was uh, quite the experience, I have to admit. Man, did your net worth... I mean, so what were you doing there? What were you... Were you selling stuff? I was just selling some of uh, some merchandise that we had left over from the office. Merchandise, wow. That's right. That's right. And then uh, Van came and visited me, which I appreciated. Uh, he was one of, like, 12 people that came mm-hmm. by. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's still, you know, 12 is double digits right there. Uh, that's that's, that's respectable. I'll take it. I appreciate that, man. But no, it was, it was pretty slow. But I, I think put things in perspective. Like, it's not easy to make side income sometimes, at least that way. I feel like Uber is better. You think so? Maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe maybe that's what we should all do. Uber and swap meet on the side. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but in any case, um, something I wanted to mention before we start, Van, that I thought I wanted to give a shout out to. Uh, we actually finally have a full rating scale on iTunes we or do. iTunes podcast or whatever you want to call it. Well, uh, yeah, well. six stars. I'm sure you've seen some of them. You mean, uh, us, you mean six reviews. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> six reviews, five stars, though. Yes. Oh, five wow. stars, full stars right now. Uh, but uh, I definitely want uh, – there was a special one that I wanted to plug, which was Senator Mike. <laughs> he he had a pretty raving review. Have you had a chance to see it? I did. It was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, if – to put it in the rocks words, he layeth the smackdown on that on that review. It he was sure pretty did. awesome. 
So if anybody wants to trump Senator Mike in their yeah. reviews, please right. feel free. I mean, I think it would be nice to get double digits the next time Absolutely. we have another episode, right? That's but right. Again, uh, you know, if you guys can take your time to do that, I mean, it doesn't yes. have to be super eloquent. I mean, it could just be like a one-liner. That you know, anything is is good for us. Yes. So uh, we would really appreciate if you guys take the time to do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know Senator Mike probably spent. Uh, well, I don't know if he spent a lot of time, but I mean, I, I really appreciate, you know, all yeah. the, the great kind stuff he said. I love the name too, yeah. Senator Mike. That's pretty awesome. But uh, to, to Van's point, a lot of times if you if you guys are rating it, it helps us actually other people. It helps other people find the podcast. And uh, I keep I keep saying Van is back. I, when I search, if I type in a word on mm-hmm. search, it's the fourth one. Oh really? Yeah, it oh, is. Cool. It's true. So it, it, the, the ratings are helping. I, I definitely believe that. So please help continue to rate us. Uh, if we can get to double digits and then triple digits, boy, oh, um, it really comes up there anytime you type. A word yeah that'll be number one okay it, it makes us really excited guys yeah. it's very <laughs> exciting but let's let's move on to today's episode um today we're going to be talking about something that we had mentioned i think in previous episodes about some of these financial money hacks that van uh definitely does on a what would you say on a on a what month to month basis you're doing this you're looking at any time any do like kind of doing these things whenever you can right yeah i mean it's just something that is because i'm you know uh it, you know my nature is really cheap so it's just allows me to oh, continue yeah. being cheap right <laughs> but i mean it's not i mean being cheap is not a bad thing no, in my opinion no, because true. it's to me like if there's uh, there's times to be more frugal and there's times to you know where you should spend more money for the better quality things and yep. in this case i feel that it's things that you would normally get anyways and you it's just a way to figure out a, um to pay, you know pay less for it essentially right, right? So, I mean, you know, I, I know in our show notes here, we have a lot of good stuff you that do. we want to uh, explain to the to the rest of our listeners. But, I mean, what, where do you want to start? Yeah, Van, well, why don't we start some definitions? We always do that. What do you define as a, uh, I, I guess, you know, we, we wrote money saving or financial hacks. Um, uh, how should we describe that? And how did you approach looking at this list? Well, I'm just thinking that. A lot of things that we talk about, it's, um, you know, in the previous episode, they're very, I guess, conceptual or they're a big purchase or like they're kind of life changing things. But here I really yeah. want to focus on everyday things that people can do to save money. So, right. uh, so for instance, you know, think, looking at your utilities, you know, how you could save there. I mean, other than shutting off all the lights and all the rooms and things <laughs> like that, right? Um, I mean, just, I mean, this is just really things that anybody can do t- starting today. Yeah. And it doesn't take that much time to do. Right. And you can save, I would say you could save at least, you know, maybe, Tens, if not hundreds of dollars every month if you can implement some of these items here. Wow. Yeah, I, I know we talked about this in the car buying episode. We were making the joke about the master. And right. I was, if you it, recall. I was not a joke. No, no, no. It was a joke. Real, was, oh, my bad. Oh, father-in-law, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I was making, I think I remember making the point about how much I hate the car buying process. Or right, And I was saying, why is this so archaic and things like that? But then you were quick to remind me and really change my perspective, which was to say, Look, Kevin, just because the car buying one is a little bit more, I guess, negative. You hear about that a lot. But there's actually you you can do this all the time. A lot of a lot of these utilities companies or phone bills or whatnot, they're actually a little bit more insidious because you can't even you don't even see it. Exactly. And you just need to ask about it. So why don't we start there, Van? I mean, I think uh, first points here, utilities. Let's talk about day to day expenses, monthly expenses. What are some of the things that you could do? Right off the bat. Certainly. So let's talk about your electric bill, for okay. instance. And um, I can only speak to Southern, Cal- Southern California Edison mm-hmm. because I don't know how the other um, electric companies work. But 
That's a good point. This whole summer, I mean, how much did you and your wife pay for your electricity bill? Did you say? Oh, it like was per month. Uh, it was in the definitely around a hundred and something dollars. Okay. Yeah, hundred twenty, hundred thirty dollars because of your AC, AC and all that. Yeah, right? it was on all the time. Okay, so for us, I would say our electricity bill was anywhere between I would say anywhere between twenty five dollars to like forty bucks. Wow, a month. And the main it's a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> And the main reason why we paid so little, I mean, I, I remember like in one year, like my lowest electricity bill was even like less than $20. Wow, that's like month. a gas so, bill. Yeah. And the reason why we uh, pay so little is because we enrolled in something called the SoCal Edison Summer Discount Program. And what that does is um, when you sign up for this, the electric company actually goes out to your AC unit and installs this little module. And what this module lets you them do is they let them... Basically, remotely con- uh, control uh, your AC, you know, power. So oh, for instance, um, if there is a spike in energy usage, then they can shut it off remotely. Um, and if you know, and if there is no spike, then they'll just leave you alone. And when you sign up for this program, there's different tiers, and uh, in within these tiers, you can go like super aggressive, where they can turn it off whenever they want, um, prior oh, to eight p.m. Or there's other ones where they can only turn off. I think like maybe like five minutes a day or ten minutes a day or something Got like it. that, right? And it's really just to help the um, Southern California Edison, uh, main, you know, uh, control some of the, or actually not control, manage some of the energy spike usages, right? Because especially in the hot summer, a lot mm. of people tend to, you know, use um, their AC quite a bit more. Yeah. But since my, both my wife and I, we work throughout the day, so you know, we actually set it to the maximum, um, you know, the most aggressive. Oh, plan, really? Uh, yeah, available. <laughs> I mean, and uh, by doing that, I mean it, the thing is, like, because we come home like around six, or, I mean, let's say like seven, uh-huh. anyways, it doesn't really affect my wife and I very much. And then by then, it's already kind of cool already. So we have ceiling fans. We have, a, you know, we have a yeah. you know, open the windows, and yeah. that that really helps us, uh, you know, get it, cool us down essentially. Yeah. So I mean, but the thing is, if you were to live at home. Um, yeah. then, uh, then I think, yeah, it's going it's mm-hmm. to be tougher, right? So you may not want to do the most aggressive, but you can still save money by, you know, selecting some of the less, least aggressive yeah. ones. Yeah. Do, do you ever find, uh, or do you ever run into issues where you like, you're like at home and you're like, I can't, what, where's the, where's the electricity? <laughs> or is it really not that much on your day to day? Well, th- I mean, even when my wife and I have the AC running, it's, it's set to like maybe 79 or yeah. 80. So it's not, okay. like, <laughs> it's not like we set it to like, you know, low 70s yeah. or anything, right? So I think we've gotten pretty used to you know not turning on the ac and plus we have ceiling fans i think sure, yeah. it's um and ceiling fans you know save you a lot of it, um energy compared cool. to the, like uh compared to the air, yeah. air conditioning units so for the folks that aren't from california socal edison is the main electric electricity provider at least for uh, southern california at least, edison, at least right? yeah you're yeah, right, you're right uh, yeah. southern california um and but you would probably think van there's probably other uh other electrical companies they're probably doing the same thing offering I'm, the same types of discounts I'm right sure yeah because so definitely call in and see maybe i know people who live in the you know the snow areas i mean we're we're you know you and i are very oh, forward to the snow but, area but i mean i i wouldn't suggest you know if they have a summer they have a winter savings program and like so oh, you yeah. can cut off your heat i wouldn't suggest that oh yeah oh. Could, i mean i, I feel like you can probably like freeze to death yeah it might not be a i good mean idea. at least when it's hot you can do things to yeah. keep you cooler but when you're cold it's just that's true i mean that's uh, not much just you can get do blankets there. no I mean, you can get blankets <laughs> and all that but i mean i'm sure uh, you know t- to be honest i don't really know enough about living in the cold that's so true. much that i can't provide any advice yeah. there unfortunately fair enough yeah. um okay so cool electrical bill what about um internet or internet. or no, not internet well, or internet or landline or Things so, like that. I mean, landline. I think that's kind of um, 
most people I, I know are getting rid of their landline left and right because of their cell phones, right? So, yep. I mean, that's one way you can get rid of your landline is to, you know, use your cell phone exclusively. But, I mean, I know some people, they, they feel that it's... Uh, you know, intrusive. They, well, not that it's intrusive, right. but let's say if they do a 911 call or something oh, like that, right. then uh, if they call on the landline, then they, the responders know exactly where you live. Whereas oh, on the point. cell phone, there may be some time in between where they can pinpoint where you are. And sometimes they may think you're at your neighbor's oh. house and things like that, right? Never so, thought about that. Mm. So if you had, I mean, an, an alternative is to use um, you know, some voice over IP technology like Uma or Magic Jack. And Magic Jack. Yeah, actually, my parents have Magic. Jack. Oh, I mean, it's that's such an interesting yeah. name. <laughs> and I think they pay anywhere. Uh, these services pay, are anywhere between four to five dollars a month. Yeah, um, I think in the past, like it used to be where you just buy the module for like, let's say like a hundred, one fifty or so. Yeah. And then you get the you know, service for a lifetime of it. I but see. now I don't think you have that anymore. So you still pay four to five bucks a month, which is still yeah. pretty cheap, right? That's pretty cheap, especially compared to when you do it through like your local you know, yeah. provider. You know, it may be like 25, yeah. 30 bucks. My mom pays 30 bucks. Oh, does each, she? Uh, each, each month for oh. that landline. I'm like, why do you, right. you don't even use it? But, exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll look into that. For but her. I mean, I know some uh, like for T-Mobile, for instance, I mean, this is something that um, I do where uh, if you set up, set up the Wi-Fi calling, there's uh-huh. an option in your phone that says, says um, if if you're using Wi-Fi calling, then you can set it the address where you are currently or you're where you're living. So that's oh, where I set my address in there. So okay. in a sense, it acts almost like a landline, right? Got it. Yeah. Got so. it. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. So that's uh, another easy way to knock down a few dollars yeah, each month. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's like, you know, how many cups of Starbucks right there? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the biggest utility. Well, I don't know. Would you call this? I guess it's utility, month to month payment. What about cell phones? Yeah, because I know this is that's, definitely some area that you can negotiate. That's in. definitely a big. Uh, I mean, I, I I actually consider it like a utility because yeah. it's almost a requirement these days to have a cell phone. <laughs> and um, I would say with your cell phone plans, definitely, you know, a lot of people don't utilize their employer discounts. So yeah. what are what are employer discounts? Because a lot of times with uh, with certain companies when they have a contract with uh, you know certain you know cell phone provider, got it. You know they um because they have a large contract with that pro- uh, provider, um the uh, the cell phone provider can also give discounts to the employees as well under personal lines. For instance. Got it. So okay. I mean so, I mean I know for my wife uh, at her work she, um her they give like twenty five percent off of you know her AT and T bill and things like that. And I know for my my work, uh, when we had T-Mobile, it was a really good deal where it was like $40 for the first line and then $10 per line after that. So oh. it made our cell phone bill really, really cheap. Yeah. But I mean, if let's say you don't, um, you're, you're self-employed or you um, you don't have uh, any kind of discounts that your employer would provide. Um, there's also alternatives other than you're going to your normal AT&T, T-Mobile and Verizon. Actually. Yeah. Okay. And um, their, uh, their service is called MVNOs. And uh, which stands for MVNOs. mobile. Yeah. Okay. So they stand for mobile virtual network operator. And what this. <laughs> it's a mouthful, right? Yeah. There. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is like, this is like yeah. second tier. <laughs> yeah. But these guys are essentially your second tier um, you know, suppliers. Right. Got so, okay. I mean, think of it like your insurance, right? Like you have your, your state farm, your farmers and all right. that. Those are like your top tier. And then below that, there's like your other ones, like, you know, Walvanisa and this few other ones that Got are it. not as well known. Got it. So essentially cell phone plans have something similar. So Got it. Okay. for instance, um, like AT&T, uh, um, but one MVNO you know, is a Cricket Wireless, uh, T-Mobile. Um, theirs is uh, you know Metro PCS, mm. and Verizon is uh, you know Straight Talk does Verizon as well. And the thing about these, the cool thing about these MVNOs is that they essentially utilize the same towers that are the big brothers use. Oh, so I see. from like from a service standpoint, you, is you can't really tell that you're using like an AT and T versus a Cricket Wireless. Got it, right? And 
um, I think the only thing that the main thing that's different though is that your internet may be a little bit slower. But when I say slower, it's like you know they may, may cap you at like twelve megabit per second, which is you know fast enough to stream anything you want, yeah, really. Right. Um, and the other difference is that your your bill is a lot lower, for instance. So Van is so is when you say AT and T and Cricket Wireless mm-hmm. is are these kind of it's because they're they're using the, their towers. Is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? So would so would there be a case where Metro PCS, which you've tied here as the T-Mobile tower, mm-hmm. would they ever – so or no, I guess my question is if you are an at and and you're looking to uh, to get a cheaper deal or go differently, do you have to go to Cricket? Could you go to Metro PCS or are you, or are you saying these are – one and the same. Well, what I'm saying is that let's say that if you let's say you um, you live in an area where AT and T works the best. So oh, if you want to save money, then you should look for an AT and T MVMO for your region. Got because it, got Cricket it. Wireless does that for I think Southern California, but then for other parts of the country, there may be other MVMOs. Uh, that, okay, you know, that's equivalent to that. Got it. Yeah. And, and is is MVNO a pretty open like an easily researched you can find that information oh, pretty yeah. easily you can just type in mvmo like at&t mvmo oh, okay. and then the cool. first link or so you can see like you know who has it in whatever region and so Got forth it. and plus yeah, i mean i'm sure there's like commercials and like billboards and all yeah. that too and i would say that you know when i compared like an AT, uh, AT, at&t plan versus cricket wireless plan um like for instance i think uh, you know i actually have a, you know i'm a little bit unusual because i have about 11 lines on my plan yeah. <laughs> because Whoa. it's over like three households right ah, got it. and i think if i were to have it with at&t it would be like 300 and almost 350 dollars after wow. taxes and everything but through cricket wireless it, it dropped it down to like 180 or something oh like that. wow so almost half, literally about half, half. Yeah. yeah so i mean that's you know that's big savings there actually Very if you mean. can um, I mean, it's, I know it's not a name brand and it's like, you know, you're kind of using an off brand version of yeah. these ones. But I've heard of it. Yeah. But I mean, the, th- the, the fact of the matter is you're not going to notice the, yeah. <laughs> the difference. Really. Exactly. Um, I, I, w- I hear that the only caveat to these, though, is that when you're at like high populated areas, like, let's say at a concert or like convention where there's like, a ton of users, um, you know, you the person who's on AT&T, Verizon or T-Mobile are going to have the priority bandwidth over yours. Right. But. I mean, for me, like I hardly ever go to yeah. those anyway. So, and and when I when I've in the off chance that I go to those, I feel like even the main towers don't work well. Exactly, like eighteen, it's like you're not getting anything anyways. Mm-hmm. So why pay it? Exactly. So, Van, uh, with regards to cell phone plans, though, because I've had some experience with this myself, um, to get a, a, a cheaper deal, it requires a, a little bit of some skills, right? You have to call in, you have to play a little bit of song and dance. Can you walk us through um, that idea oh. if you want to negotiate? down prices and stuff you know i as far as the monthly rates i can't you, you can't really negotiate that too much right uh, because those prices are usually set okay. in stone um where you can negotiate are things like getting free sim cards because mm. sim cards are about 20 bucks a pop and for in my case for those 11 lines that's 220 yeah, that's a lot right? of money and a lot of times you can negotiate the activation fee as well um usually if you especially when i come in and say hey i have 10 or 11 yeah. lines and to them, that's like a big, you know, meal ticket for them, right? Yeah, you're a big so, whale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a lot of it's not your figure that is. Sure. You know, uh, well, I feel a little bit of a whale, <laughs> whale just these days. But in any case, those activation fees, you can waive those as well. So I, I think see. that's you know, that's smart. Freebie things like those you can get rid of. Yeah. Cool. And, and sometimes because I, th- I just did this for my folks, which is to sometimes you just ask the question like, "Hey, you see my plan? Mm-hmm. Like, what else?" What can you do to help me save exactly. some money? And sometimes they're because they're always trying to make a a new sale or whatever. Exactly. Um, what are your thoughts though about um, speaking of cell phone plans? This is corollary uh, unlimited plans? Unlimited plans? Yeah, because I one of the challenges that my parents had was that they kept 
wanting to keep their unlimited plan. Okay. So they anytime there were savings from moving them from an unlimited to a five gig plan or whatnot, the answer was always no. Okay. The only time why we recently changed is because AT&T brought back their or introduced their new unlimited plan. So they, but that actually dropped our savings from the grandfathered unlimited plan to the new unlimited plan. We dropped by about 90 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it was pretty much the same stuff. Okay. Um, But but what are your thoughts about if the biggest saving option, cheapest saving option is moving from unlimited to uh, like a five gig plan? I mean, you just have to look at your usage, right? Because with your parents, I mean, I don't know how much they stream things. I mean, if they're power streamers, then... I mean, if you're a power streamer, then I think unlimited plans are better for yeah. you. But if you don't stream, I mean, me personally, I use less than two gigs a month. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I use Wi-Fi for the most part. Yeah. And if you're around that, I mean, unlimited really. plans don't really get you much. Right? Got it. I mean, it, it's kind of, um, I mean, the, the only thing it gives you, I would say, it gives you a sense of you don't get that, you know, that data anxiety where, oh, am I going yeah. over <laughs> and things like that. But Fair enough. Uh, but other than that, I would say if. If you don't, if you use less than four gigs or whatever, then just get the cheaper plan that uses, you know, that gives you four gig bandwidth, for instance. Got it. Okay, cool. So that's a little bit about utilities. Yeah. But of course, utilities come once a month, right? At at most once a month. Some are even, you know, two times, uh, two times every two months is what I'm trying to say. What about on day-to-day shopping? I mean, honestly, clearly, if we can save a lot more on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week, that might be very impactful for uh, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So uh, any tips on what you what you do personally, Van, uh, for just normal shopping? Certainly. So I, I'm a big proponent of buying used. So I like I love going to, on Craigslist. Yes, and I know this. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I mean, the thing is, I know Craigslist has a bad rap over the years because you find some crazies and all that. But sure. I mean, me personally, when I do Craigslist, I make sure that we're in a public area and I meet somewhere that it's, you know, it's not like I'm alone in a parking whoa, lot or, whoa. or somewhere, right? Well, you're telling me not back alley? No, of course not. But, <laughs> I thought that's where all the Craigslist people go. <laughs> but it's like, for instance, like, you know, don't go in the middle of the night. I mean, make sure yeah, you go yeah, during yeah. daylight and things like that, right? So what's a what's a what's what's an example of a public place? Like a Target parking lot or something? Yeah, Target, like any shopping, like, you know, any mall, any shopping yeah, plaza okay. or any, any place where you know it's going to be populated, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, especially if you're going to meet somebody, make sure it's daylight, for yeah. instance, right? Because... Uh, you just want to make sure that if something goes south, then you know, people are around to <laughs> yeah. help you out. But in in any case, I mean, it just seems that with Craigslist, I mean, people you know go to Macy's and they, they you know they go crazy on like twenty percent discounts. But yeah. on Craigslist, I mean, you can get like fifty, yeah. 70, yeah. 80, 90 percent discounts, yeah. and it's just you know a lot of like my like I got a bouncer for my for my or actually not a rocker for my daughter, yeah. and it's I think it was like a hundred dollars on uh, on you know on Amazon, yeah. but. Uh, I bought a brand new from this person for forty bucks. Yeah, that's you know, right. so sixty percent off right there. Yeah, so it's just uh, it's just so uh, it just seems that it's you know there's a ton of inventory on it Craigslist and it's just it doesn't t- you can get it right that yeah the, um, that day as well right cool yeah so. why do you why do you think people are selling on Craigslist do you think they just got it and they don't they can't return it so they're just trying to figure out how to get rid of it or I, well probably i mean yeah, right. there's probably that and it's just i mean it's really the current version of classifieds right because yeah. back in the days people would just put in, something in a newspaper but now with craigslist it's just really simple <laughs> yeah and just to log in um actually a coworker of mine showed me another app called um offer up and it's essentially okay it's, it acts just like craigslist but uh-huh. you use your phone in, uh, um, instead of the computer so imagine like you have your phone app and you have something because on Craigslist, it's kind of a hassle where it is. you have to 
take a picture, yeah. transfer onto your computer, yeah. upload it, exactly. and do all that. So this, what this app does is it just lets you take the uh, the phone, take a picture of it, and then you could post it right then and there. Oh, cool! So you don't have to transfer anything. Offer yeah. up, offer up. Oh, yeah. But have you tried it yet? I've tried it a few times, but I have to say the. I mean, I know my uh, my coworker has gotten a lot of luck with it because yeah. he's sold quite a many uh, quite a few things with it. But um, I mean, for me, it's just that I, I've gotten a lot more rude people on offer up. Oh, really? Compared to Craigslist, <laughs> I never had. I I've rarely. What happened? Had, it's like. I would post something that was like, you know, maybe about 20% discount and some guy would lowball me at like maybe at 90% discount. Oh, and he would tell like, hey, like, you're a freaking idiot, man. Like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think you're going to sell this? And then I just, you know, at some point I just blocked the guy because and wow. reported him because um, it just seems that it's, I don't know, it just seems like they were just like really nasty with yeah. me. And it, I, it was like, that's not the first guy who did it too. It was like at least two guys but that did that. trolls out there. Yeah. So, and with Craigslist, you know, everybody I met so far was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I personally know from experience, you bought quite a few things on Craigslist mm-hmm. as well as sold some stuff on exactly. Craigslist. Yeah. Cool. Um, but what about those folks that maybe are there saying, you know, I actually want to still work with some of the bigger name brands out there. Name brands being some of the major retail websites certainly um, any ways that you can save there sure so with the with, especially when you go to amazon for instance right mm-hmm. um there is a site called camel camel camel.com <laughs> it sounds funny but it's actually a really cool camel. website and what it does is it lets you let's say you have an item on amazon that you want to buy but you know amazon you can't really you don't really know if it's a great deal or if it's like the lowest price and so forth right uh, you can go to um, uh, camelcamelcamel.com, put that item in there, and it'll give you a history within the last year of what where the price is fluctuated from. Oh. So you can see if you're buying at the very high or the very low or at the average very and cool. so forth. Okay. And it's actually pretty powerful. And in addition to that, you can even set alerts because you can look at the, the trends and say like, hey, I'm going to wait until this one drops at the lowest peak uh, like uh, point again. And then if it does, send me an email. Smart. And it, do- you know, it does that very well, actually. Got it. Cool. So it basically makes the internet work for you in a sense. Yeah. Oh, I missed that point earlier. Uh, speaking of those trigger alerts, I know you use a website or, or program called If This Then That. Right? Yeah, yeah. Want to? Do you want to talk a little? I thought that was a really neat thing. Sure. So If This Then That, I actually use that for Craigslist quite a bit uh-huh. uh, because it how is, does it work? So you can set like what they call recipes, which is basically like um, uh, like. Like for a Craigslist, let's say I need to buy um, a wrench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, yeah. And this wrench, um, if you know, if let's say like it's a special wrench that I can't find and it um, in the stores is like super yeah. expensive, I could put in like um, if Craigslist has this wrench, then send me an email or text oh. me or something like that automatically. Automatically. So okay. in essence, you don't have to be. Um, you know, like uh, you know, doing internet like in the 1990s where yeah. you keep searching every single yeah. day. This way you can let the internet work for you again. And that way, you know, it could just send you whatever Very results cool. that they find on Craigslist. And that's all free, right? It's just completely, like a little programming completely thing. Completely free. Okay. And it's not really programming. I mean, it is programming in the background, but yeah. the interface is really easy to use. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. And you can do other recipes too, but I just mainly use it for Craigslist. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I know, and I know personally you've bought, you've gotten some really cool, neat things because when someone posts right away, you kind of know about it exactly if it's in your price range right exactly yeah cool anything else on normal shopping van That's what about um just like is there like coupon places or yeah. discounts or so my my wife is a huge fan of uh, ebates and swag bucks uh, when i say ebates not ebay but ebates <laughs> like rebates but take out the r right and <laughs> thank you for that clarification man <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome people so there's also swag bucks and top cashback and what it what this does is basically when you buy things within these portals so for instance you can like uh, i know like uh, there's certain 
sales and specials through these portals. Like for instance, uh, with Ebates, they can you know you can have a Kohl's special for like you know ten percent off or whatever. Right? Oh, so I see. You can go. You know, when you log through Kohl's through this portal, you, you'll automatically apply. Uh, like a discount and you know I, I don't know how often they send you a check but i think maybe like once i want to say like once a I thought either once a month or once a quarter or something like that Get a quarterly they'll, rebate or something. yeah they'll send you a rebate back a rebate check back for <clears throat> using their portal so i mean it doesn't really add much more work for you because you just you know it's just one step of going through this portal but i mean again like you can get like you know one two three four you know maybe even ten percent off yeah some of these purchases so cool um, you know just with a click of a button but there's also other things like, uh, you know, fat wallets, like mm-hmm. deals where you can find, you know, deals of the day. But I mean, to be honest, I haven't really used those as of late because because I remember like when I used those uh, fat wallet and stick deal sites, it was because you know, I, I ended up spending more because there were so many good deals yeah. online. But I, nowadays, I only <laughs> well, use it if point. I need to need to find something, right? Got it. Because usually if I can't find it on Craigslist, I go to uh, Amazon. If Amazon is too expensive, I go to fat wallet and stick deals and see if there's something similar to that item on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can get into that almost paralyzed by researching so much. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I mean, to me, it's just it's so ingrained that it yeah. doesn't really bother me anymore. Oh, and good. if anything, my you know, if I, I need to buy something, my wife knows exactly yeah. where to go. Where to go. Yeah. Very cool. And then, man, what about lastly, uh, just traditional brick and mortar stores? Okay. Uh, Costco, Target, these are stores that a lot of people have membership. They're nationwide, obviously. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a Target membership? Yeah. Yeah. I do. You do? A red card, you mean? Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. I was like, what kind of club does like, Target what, have? What are you talking about? I was like, man. I was like, what new? Well, I was like, yeah, yeah. Don't you have one too? Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not part of an exclusive Target club. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just red card. Um, but these are nationwide uh, places. Sure. You know, what are there ways that you can save there? Yeah. So, for instance, uh, let's look at Costco, for instance. Yep. Costco, whenever you sign up for a car, um, like membership, you get two slots on there, right? So, um, you know, one slot for one person, the other slot for the other person. And normally in each household, you, know, you get one for your husband and one for your wife or, you know, for, or for your partner, for instance, right? Um, but, I mean, usually when, I mean, when when you, I mean, listen, let me ask you this, Kevin. When you and your wife go to Costco, or actually when you guys go to Costco, do you normally go with yourself or do you just go as a couple? Or, I mean, what do you guys normally do? A lot of times we're, we're there together. Right. So to your point, I, sometimes you don't feel like you need two. Exactly, right? But, so, yeah. so one way to save is to, uh, you know, basically have another friend or another, you know, household yeah. use the other membership, right? Because... A lot of times, you're right. I mean, with those big boxes and so forth from Costco, I mean, you need really two people to get like, yeah, all that out, absolutely. right? So, I mean, what's the point of using you know two slots in, in you know for that Costco membership? Yeah, so, yeah I that's mean, a cheap, easy way to save some money. There. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Club Target earlier. <laughs> Club Target. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, they had Target has something called Cartwheel, but mm-hmm. I think they're actually uh, going to remove that and put. Yeah, it, I heard about. Yeah, that. they're going to combine Cartwheel inside their current Target app. So, which is actually makes it better because. Early before, like with Cartwheel, um, I, I don't know if people know what Cartwheel is, but it's an it's a separate Target app that you use that you you can go around and scan uh, barcode <laughs> items in you know that you buy. Fun. <laughs> yeah, so when you scan it, a lot of time and it will actually search in this database to see if there's any coupons available for that particular items. And more often than not, you can save. I would say anywhere between, I mean, fifty cents to like maybe a, a few dollars by just using this app, right? 
And uh, I mean, the problem I see that with this though is that it makes my 15 minute you know target run turn into like like half an hour because I have to scan every single yeah day, right? for sure <laughs> yeah but, but it's fun yeah yeah but it's fun especially when you see a coupon that pops up but yeah. I mean that that's one way that my you know my wife and I it's very sad when it always kicks back like no offers exactly today, and it's like <laughs> oh man yeah exactly well cool let's move on um to Let's increase to bigger expenses, sure. man. Um, I, definitely big purchases. Uh, I see in your notes here you said definitely use credit cards, not cash. Yeah. Um, now, we just had an article the other day, and I know Dave Ramsey is going to kill us for saying this because <laughs> he's all about no credit cards. You know, don't get into that habit. But let's you know, kind of describe to us what you mean by use credit cards um, and especially when it comes to paying for trips and stuff like that. Sure. What, how does that whole, whole thing work and why do you see this as a money-saving hack? Right. So I would say the, the main reason why I like using credit cards for like, let's say like if I buy a computer or a TV or things like that, it's mainly so high because... high-ticket pay- purchases, huh? Well, let, let me actually back up a little bit. Sure. I mean, even if um, I... I I only I would only use my credit card or I would only buy something if I know I have the cash for it, right? Right. So right. if you don't, if I didn't have the cash for certain items, then I would never use my credit card to pay for it because I think that goes against you know it basically means that I can't afford it, right? Yeah. So if I can't afford it, um, then I'll use a credit card. But you're going to debt pretty much ex- if you're doing that. Exactly, because with, when you use a credit card, you have to have the mindset of as soon as that bill comes in, you're going to pay it off like right. right away, right? Right. So that you know, so using that um uh, mindset. Uh, one of the main reasons why I use a credit card is because, uh, especially with credit cards like uh, American Express and some Capital One cards and so forth, um, it actually provides extra warranties and protections for the purchase you made. So, you, uh, for instance, Kevin, when you go buy a TV at Best Buy, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- what do they normally tell you afterwards? They're always trying to – well, first, the, these Best Buy guys are always trying to pitch me their warranties. Of course. And it's like – Stop. Right, just stop exactly. it. I don't want to buy your, buy your extended warranty. and Just swipe the damn card. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's typically what happens. But, but yeah, they always talk about, they always try to tell you how, oh, if it's broken, blah, 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 you only get one year warranty right. or whatnot. But yeah, it, really, it pisses me off when they ask me for like protection stuff for like a $10 item. I yeah. Bought it's like, like, come on, man. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, basically you can even like, you know, shove them to the side yeah. and say that, hey, uh, you know, my Amex card or my Capital One card oh, actually smart. gives me that warranty as well. Um, as a matter of fact, I've actually used the um, the the war- extended warranty um, like at least three or four times already, wow. and it worked. It's worked pr- uh, flawlessly. Uh, I mean, a few times no like, issues. I, huh? uh, a few times I had like a, you know a broken tablet, and if, if anything, uh, they want they sent me the whole you know the credit for the entire purchase of my tablet. Wow. And they didn't even want me to send back that tablet to them. So, you know, I had, you know, it was crazy. completely an honor system, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, a few times my iPhone would, uh, you know, have some issues. And, you know, uh, sure enough, it would happen after the original manufacturer's warranty. And using my Amex card, I was able to create a claim and they were able to refund me for or actually give me a check to go get it repaired. Wow. And so, forth. so it's all, you know, this is all extended warranty that's given to you ex- uh, completely for free. Wow. You just got to create, a, make a phone call with yep. them. Yeah. And I would say the second um, reason why I use a credit card is mainly for the points and bonuses. And especially when you open a new credit card and mm-hmm. you have the, those introductory yeah. um, you know, rates where, let's say that you get 50,000 points if you use if you spend 4,000 within the first three months. Then, yeah. I mean, using a big purchase goes against, towards that you know, 3,000, um, goes against you know, earning those credits. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just another good way of uh, using your credit card. Because a lot of these new credit cards, when you first sign up, they want you to hit a certain minimum. Exactly. Spend like 3000 the first, what, three months Something or whatever. Like that, yeah. um, 
But I know you have a story here about how you utilize – you just recently actually utilized this for an upcoming trip, right? Right, right. Yeah, so because a lot of times the 50,000 points – what does that translate into sometimes? Wait, a lot it's of like, times it's like one like cent per point. Or, it's like each – well, each – well, yeah, you're right. 50,000 yeah, is uh, – That's pretty good. 50, 500 bucks. Yeah. So it's like in some ways it's free – it's free money right. if you do it right. Right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, but the thing is uh, I think – you just gotta be careful not leaving a balance because if you yeah. if your interest rates are you know goes uh, yeah. above five hundred bucks, then I mean there goes yeah. your, all your savings there, right? Yeah. But to your original point, you should never be doing this unless you are making sure you're paying off or committed to paying off uh, your credit card each month. Yep. And Van, uh, a corollary to this, a lot of people are scared to open up a whole bunch of credit cards a lot of times because they're like, it's my credit and things like that. But right. I know you have a pretty specific, you know, kind of answer to that which i think i've been using when mm-hmm. people make this claim to me uh do you want to share that with everybody yeah so i mean to me credit doesn't really matter unless you want to borrow money right yeah but if you have no intention of borrowing money then credit means squat right in a sense um i know like some uh i don't know if this is still legal but i know certain employers when you interview someplace they may check your credit score and oh, things really? like that yeah but oh, i feel like that's illegal now. I, you would think yeah. so well, right but i not. i've heard that and um uh, I, I mean if it's still going on then i mean maybe you do want to keep a good credit score but sure. i mean it's not like i don't know if they like if you have a a, a candidate has like a 700 yeah. credit score versus like an 800 like yeah. you know, would they what exactly. would that matter right i mean but regardless um again it's just uh you know, I wouldn't worry about getting taking a yeah. hit on your credit score or, or things like that because, again, if you are in a mindset of living a debt-free life, then, I mean, you're going to pay these um, these balances every month anyway. Yeah. So you don't care if your card, credit card has, like, you know, a bunch of interest rates and so right. forth, right? So, so at the end of the day, the more important mm-hmm. question there is just making sure you're paying off each month, right? Exactly. So uh, let's talk about that uh, Australia Airfare ticket oh, yeah, story, yeah. right? And I think that's a really cool um, – way to describe utilizing points right so i would say that m- with my because uh, you know we went to australia a few years ago yes right? we did and i remember that so i remember the, the pain trip, of the well i mean it was a great fun trip you're right but yeah. i remember the pain of how much that trip cost us right yeah that was a shiny shiny little yeah. penny there yep. <laughs> and i mean i think that trip cost us i mean airfare alone i think was like easily uh like four three or four grand <laughs> well but, well i remember abandoned <laughs> All right, folks, let me tell you something. Side story here. So Van, because he wanted to save money, decided to – well, what happened? You had a wedding on the – so we went to Australia for a wedding. But you had a wedding on the same day here in the U.S. or something like that. It it was. So he couldn't fly out with us, but he wanted to save money. So he flew – get this, folks. He flew – on a China or air, was China, it? It was China Eastern. China Eastern Airlines to where? Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> and then from Shanghai, then flew to Australia. Yep. And it was how long? It was a. It's like a twenty-three hour fl- transit. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was pretty crazy. It was but, pretty crazy. Yeah, but pretty funny. But in any case, but your point. But yeah, I mean that. I mean, I remember the the, the airfare was just like ridiculous. It was yeah. like you know maybe at least four grand, right? Because yeah. we went to New Zealand and so yeah. forth. But, but you saved quite a bit on that. Your ticket. It was like five hundred dollars savings yeah, or whatever. That's right? good. That's but good. <laughs> using the credit card points, I mean, and use and using those credit cards in the same way I would normally use cash, anyways. You know, our trip to Australia going forward was. Um, uh, or at least the airfare portion of it was almost free. And keep in mind, that's like, that's I mean, crazy. and uh, the thing is, we, uh, you know, we're, our family size is bigger now. So we have, you know, my wife um, and myself and then our two daughters. And between all of that, I mean, the credit card points essentially, you know, uh, paid for the whole yeah. entire airfare. Because you just opened up a new credit card, what, a few months ago? 
It was or almost a year ago. Oh, it was like, about a year ago. Yeah. And you've had those points saved up for this trip. Exactly. And you just paid for it right now. Exactly. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, I can use that three or four grand now to, you know, do whatever, right? You know, I mean, make it rain. Invest. Yeah, make, make it rain. rain. Make it rain. Invest, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, let's, so uh, those are big ticket purchases, but some of the things, you know, a lot of those uh, things that we just talked about, sometimes we... Those are things that you kind of deal with on a day-to-day basis, month to month basis. What about some of the entertainment things? I, I mentioned oh, internet earlier. Yeah, I want to well, I want to go back to that cuz I know you've you've had some experience doing this as well, mm-hmm. but um, what about internet rate negotiation? Mm-hmm. Um, I I I wanted you to share your story about kind of like what are some of the things that you could do there? Sure. So, with the internet, there this this actually has a lot of negotiation that you can do. Uh, because a lot of times when you sign up for a new plan, there's an introductory rate, right? That is good for like a, maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just skyrockets. Maybe it doubles after that, right? So I think with my cable internet, it was, I think, $30 a year. Uh, $30 a month, not a year. $30 a month. That's a great deal. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, after the introductory rate, it actually jumped over to like about $60 a month. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was like, I'm not paying $60 a month for this. So a lot of times what you can do is before the introductory rate is over, you can call them and try to say, hey, um, you know, I, I'm a long, loyal fan, uh, fan, <laughs> long, loyal <laughs> customer of yours for the past year. I've, I've paid everything on time and yep. you could try to essentially negotiate to see if they can keep the same rate and so forth. Mm. And I would say with my AT&T U-verse, I was able to do that for the past, I think, four years, and which was wow. great, right? But the problem is after the four years, um, uh, one year they decided to call my bluff and say that, hey, uh, you know, we can't, there's nothing we can do. And I, and I even canceled it and everything and they still can, you know, give wow. me a good rate. So I, I went over to uh, Time Warner, which is now Spectrum. Uh-huh. And they gave me another introductory rate of thirty dollars a month, which, okay. was, which was great. Uh, another year flies by, and I think that introductory rate, you know, it's 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 actually I think it's going to be over relatively soon. Yeah. So I'm gonna kind of gearing up and so forth. But I um, actually our, our brother-in-law gave us a really good idea, and I yeah. think something that I thought was almost genius. So he says if they call, if you call in and, and negotiate with them, and they actually deny you at that point, just say that hey. Uh, well, I want to cancel my account and sign up my wife because <laughs> essentially, you know, that deal is only good for each person, right? Yeah. So, but usually, if you live in at least a two-person household, then you can, try, you, know, you know, you can technically cancel and have the other person sign up uh. and do that. You know, basically, essentially extend that um, that introductory rate, right? Nice. And but the thing, uh, you know, I know, a lot of times when you do that, they always say like, you know, because it's a lot of hassle to close and open an account and so forth. They say, okay, okay, it's it's fine. <laughs> They're able to, you know. Uh, do uh, you know give you either give you the introductory rate under your name or just you know or just switch that switch it over to the second person and do wow. the same so again i mean i just i just hate paying retail price for yeah, anything so for this sure. is just uh, another way to save some money there that's pretty cool yeah i thought i, I mean he told us that last week I thought yeah that was, ingenious. that was pretty neat i didn't i, I must have missed that part yeah um okay and then you wrote here wireless router from oh, T-Mobile. Oh, yeah. What's, uh, what's the deal with that? Oh, man. So I know like a lot of people who has T-Mobile, they complain that yeah. uh, maybe I don't have – because T-Mobile rates are pretty competitive. Yeah. And so a lot of people do it because it's cheaper. But some um, now I feel like their uh, coverage is not as good as some of the bigger guys, right? Like sure. AT&T and Verizon. So because uh, T-Mobile recognizes that, they, 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 you can offer, um, they can offer you a Wi-Fi router that you can use at home. And with a Wi-Fi router, you can use it to do Wi-Fi calling. Mm. And the thing is, anyway, I thought they were going to give you like a dinky Wi-Fi router that was like you know, super crappy and so forth. But 
Actually, no. The the Wi-Fi router to give you it's uh, it's a really good one. It's a uh, an ASUS uh, Wi-Fi router with a you know has an AC nineteen hundred frequency, Ooh. and it's like um, I mean I know it probably doesn't mean yeah. anything for a lot of people, but yeah. in, in essence, like you know I have um an, you know a nineteen hundred square foot home, and I have almost zero uh, like complete coverage throughout anywhere in the house. Wow. Whereas with my old router. I would, you know, in certain areas, I would just have like a dead spot. But whereas with this router, I don't have any problems like that at all. And, so you pretty uh, much got a free router. Yeah, yeah. It's like they just oh. give it to you, and there's no monthly fees or anything. And there's some they they say, oh, there's a twenty dollar like activation fee, and I, you know, I ask them, can you waive it? They did. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and this router retails for anywhere between like a hundred to hundred fifty bucks. So again, that's still another item that. You can get, you know, another free thing you can get. Yeah. So it's a lot of these things. I mean, the takeaway really is you got to make the ask. And the worst thing that they could say is no. Right? Exactly. I mean, a lot of right. these times you might get a lot of these things free if you mm-hmm. just make the ask. Exactly. Well, that's great. Uh, let's move on to one-off events, Van. Um, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like car car breaks down, car maintenance. Um, I, well, I wouldn't say that's a one-off. But what I'm saying is it's not a – it should be an infrequent thing. Certainly. So – you know, things like an oil change is fairly frequent. I, w- I had this question. I remember asking because I had to recently get an oil change. Oh, but, yeah. like, I feel like there's ways – a lot of people overpay and they end up pen- spending more than they should because, frankly, they just don't know. So, I wanted to first just ask the question, like, what's the typical cost of an oil change? I mean, it, it depends on the car. But yeah. I would say for your normal – you run into mill like Ford or Honda or Toyota. I mean, it shouldn't uh, cost more than – $30 for a conventional oil change. Okay. And if your car requires synthetic, um, I would say anywhere between 50 to $60 is where, you know, is where the synthetic is. So uh, roughly double what your conventional is, right? Got it. And I would say that if your car doesn't require synthetic, so meaning that if you drive a, you know, a Honda Civic, then you're not going to need, uh, you know, you're not, not going to need to pay the extra premium for synthetic, even though they may upsell you to get that synthetic, yeah. right? Bec- yeah. So when you go to an oil, like walk us through that sometimes. I know you 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 change your own oil, mm-hmm. so you don't really have to run into. This. Sometimes I go to the the shop to do it. Sure. Uh, a lot of times I've heard. Luckily, my my mechanic guy we've known for twenty years, so he doesn't do this. But I've heard like if you go to some like the Jiffy Lubes or something like oh, that, they okay. always try to <laughs> like what what are the, some of the things that they try to upsell you on, right. and what should you should you do those things? Should you not? You know, kind of want to hear your thoughts. Well, it's just I mean. I mean, a lot of these places have a lot of a big bad rap, right? Yeah. And, uh, because a lot of times when you go into, let's say you go, you find like a, a coupon in the mail for like oil change for nineteen ninety nine yeah. or whatever. And I mean, nineteen ninety nine is a great deal for an oil change, but the problem is, it's I feel like um, the oil change is kind of a gateway to getting other maintenance done because gateway the, drug. Yeah. <laughs> or a gateway to get you into the shop. Right? Yeah. And because a lot of times um, the the shop doesn't really make much money on oil changes, mm. uh, you know, because it's. Uh, it's, you know, they make a lot more money doing other maintenance items other than the oil change. Um, so when you come in, of course, they go through and say, okay, we'll, we'll inspect your car and all this stuff. And of, of course, you know, when they expect it, there's going to be, they may, they may or may not, you know, show you things that are wrong or not yeah. wrong with your car, right? So um, I actually have an example. Uh, I went to Ooh. a Jiffy Loop once with, um, I don't know, I mean, it was super shady. So my brother, you know, we needed like a, you know, uh, we he needed a quick oil change because yeah. he didn't have time to do it that weekend. So we go there, the oil change, and of course they go like, oh, sir, you yeah, have something wrong with your car here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying that, your, sir, your transmission fluid is dirty. And he, uh-huh. even, he even had the audacity to show like a piece of paper with a, like a streak of oil that was dirty. And we're like, oh, that's crap. And then I was, you know, we ask him, how much is the transmission um, change? And he says, well, sir, you need a flush that was going to cost you... 
about 90 bucks. And we're like, $90. <laughs> That's a f- oh, wow. So we told them, we'll, we'll pass for now and we will, uh-huh. you know, we'll decide to do it later, right? So they do the oil change. I bring it home and, you know, sure enough, my brother and I check the, um, the uh, transmission, transmission fluid. And first of all, the transmission fluid color was different from what he showed us. Wow. So it, was like a, it was like a pink versus like a brown color. And second of all, it was clean. <laughs> And sure enough, you know, a lot of times when they give you the invoice after they do everything, there's like a section that says what we recommended and, um, you know, that the customer declined. And that transmission fluid was not listed on the there. Because wow. I was going to go over there and, and like call them out and all that. But sure, I mean, if I go over there, they're going to go, well, where's the proof? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they do shady tactics like that. Wow. But I have to say that um, if there is a problem with your car, make sure that they, sh- that they show it to you on the car itself. So okay. say, like, they say, oh, your brakes uh, fluid is low. I mean, okay, take me to the car and show me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like if That's my, um, or if like, you know, my, uh, like, you know, certain like fluids are, because usually like with these type of places, they, they'll tell you like your fluids are low or they're dirty, right? And I mean, you could kind of tell already if it's dirty, like, yeah. I mean, you know, like cooking oil, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. nice and like golden. Yeah. And then if it's like not that color, then yeah. it's dirty, right? <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, if you look in your owner's manual, um, most owners manuals today tells you what your uh, your recommended maintenance is, and a lot of times uh, you can say like, "Hey, uh, my owner's manual doesn't tell me that you know I need to change it now." But I mean, a lot of times they're gonna um, argue with you back. But if they argue with you back, then just you know, because w- to me, like the people people who write the owner's manual are the ones who designed the car. Yeah. So I would I would trust them over the guys who are trying to make a quick buck off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, in, in some ways, if you just do that on a routine basis. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're in some ways vigilant about it. A lot of times, that's a that's a money saving hack in itself. Of right? course, yeah, Very yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of my maintenance myself. I mean, I, I do bring it to the auto um, shop when there are certain tools that I don't have, for instance. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, I try to, you know, especially if you, have, I mean, you, Kevin, you have a garage. And yeah. Like, I mean, I think you can learn how to do this. Oh too. man, I don't know. <laughs> Did I tell you the one time I the the master yeah. uh, and I I said I'm gonna learn how to do an oil change and it was a little embarrassing. But then I broke my Nike fuel band in the process oh, because yeah. the oil flew flew everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I have to say every time I do it the first time, I always screw up something too. Really? It's just when you I don't do. Believe that. No, I'm serious. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, like I was trying Jeez. to change a bushing one time and I like. Made a well. Actually, I was changing my power steering fluid one time, and ma- it made like a thirty-minute job into like a three-hour job because the fluid just got out over everywhere, <laughs> and it was just yeah. I it mean, crazy. But then I mean, I know next time that I'm not going to do yeah, that yeah, again, yeah. right? Agreed. So it's, it's it's all a learning process. Well, I did have fun when we changed your um, what are shocks on oh, your yeah, car. Yeah. That was pretty it's, neat. Exactly. I mean, that saved me about a like you know 700 bucks wow yeah. that wasn't too that. well it was was it long well you were i was only there for, yeah. <laughs> but, i was there so. when it all succeeded <laughs> um oh cool what about uh another life event like buying a ring okay that's it i know you have personal experience with that oh, but this is this is definitely where you can totally get upsold mm-hmm. if you aren't you know you could totally save some good money if you just do your research right so right. what are your thoughts on um, how you can improve that process. I mean, I, I, I would say that, you know, one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that for you, it's like buying a car and things like that. Yeah. Right? But one of my worst experiences was actually going out to buy the, the ring, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the whole proposal and all that, that was, that was magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was magical. <laughs> That's magical. I but bet. actually going out was because, you know, first of all, I went by myself and mm. to buy the ring. So it was just like, oh man, this like no, one big, on big yeah, target yeah, yeah. on my, on my back. Right. And it's just that, they were trying to like pull all those like um, you know all those emotion strings like you know yeah. this is this is the one girl that you have to yeah. use, you know, make happy right Biggest so moment of your life exactly they make it sound like you know it's kind of 
you know, like, you know, things like kids and things like your wedding doesn't matter, right? It's yeah, just yeah, this yeah. ring, this yeah, ring yeah. is what, <laughs> what, is, what is worth, right? And it was just really bad because, you know, I prior to that, I had done a lot of research to see, yep. like, you know, what, um, what the good specs are on a stone and so forth. But they're trying to, like, you know, when I told them... I mean, may, maybe it was wrong of me to give them a budget first, right? So I shouldn't have told them what mm. my budget was. So then, because when they gave them my budget, like they were trying to down, you know, get me into products that I didn't want to even touch, right? Yeah. And it's just, know, it's just, it's just like every shady thing that happened at a car dealership happened here as well. Yeah. And I just didn't like it. But yeah. I know you had a different experience, right? Well, I, I learned, well, you kind of gave me this lowdown before okay. I went to. So I, I avoided the Robbins Brothers and the, right. and the bigger chains, right? right? Because I knew, I mean, I'm even worse than you in terms of like when those high pressure sales, I just shut down. Like, I don't want to be a part of this, you know? So, um, I give you a lot of props for going through because, you know, you told me basically you should really be smart about doing this, you Mm -hmm. know, and do your research and before going and then getting upsold on all bunch of stuff. So I got lucky, you know, I went through, uh, some of my friends who were getting engaged at that time as well. They made some recommendations and because it was a recommendation, I think, it was just naturally better. It was a small shop. Okay. Um, and ever since then, I've been recommending since. Um, yeah. No high pressure sales at all. He's like, you come and pick whatever you want. And, you know, we can talk about price. We can negotiate. But right. he's not going to push you to do anything that you don't want to do. I gave him the specs and he followed it to a T. Oh, so it was awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I know that I I, could sh- <laughs> I showed um, like these guys at Robbins, even like a, some like certain other jewelry channel. Yeah. I'm not going to mention their names. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. showed them the specs and they were saying, like there's no way you can yeah not with your budget son you know and i mean and then uh frank uh happily the uh you know a a really good friend of ours uh found the ring that um that my you know that my wife really likes with the style at costco oh and it totally fit my budget and it was actually if if anything it was like a thousand dollars under my budget wow and it was you know it was a lot better and i took that ad and went to robin's brother and said hey at least match you know the price yeah. that costco is giving right but they wouldn't budge so wow. it was just you know i just ended you know it was just a no-brainer at that yeah. point i just bought it at costco yeah and, and it was still it's like when you go to costco I, ever since you told me i always check it out it's always really good stuff there yeah you read the specs there's no high pressure sales no buy it or don't buy it it's up to you <laughs> exactly yeah and then they even have um like a really good like return policy and things like that too Oh really? Yeah, they do. Oh. So uh, let's say you know it doesn't work out. Oh, <laughs> and then you get. To, I think like it, as long as you don't. Um, I can't. I mean, maybe it's different now. But yeah. when I read the terms, it was like as long as you don't modify it in any way, yeah. then you could return it back even like years later and get a full yeah. refund back. Oh, which wow. is crazy, right? <laughs> Are you saying? Do you think Robin's Brothers would give you that? No. <laughs> I mean, they, they wouldn't even give me like you know like a free cleaning. I mean, they wouldn't even give me like you know. They, I know they had like lifetime cleanings yeah. and all that, but I mean, that was like the only thing they could give me at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it was just terrible. Yeah, just it was really bad. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, let's wrap up, Van. Sure. Um, we're getting close to the. Are we at the hour mark? Almost. <laughs> okay, almost there. So. One of the bigger topics when it comes to money saving, this will not apply for everybody, um, but you have two kids. We've talked about that. Two daughters, beautiful daughters, two nieces of mine. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You get it from your mom, unfortunately. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I don't know about that. I think think the second one looks a little bit more like you. That's what I always say. Um, What about money saving tips for uh, new parents and or folks that are expecting? You know, those obviously, uh, when you're starting a family, you're going to have a lot more costs. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a cast about this at some point sure. about the you know sometimes hidden costs of running uh, of raising kids right so what are some of the things that you can do today or in preparation for that so that maybe that some of this can you know really alleviate some of those costs sure i mean with the 
I mean, like, but you know, what other things I do? I mean, definitely buy or get used, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure that uh, anybody raid around relatives here, friends. <laughs> I didn't even see that until now. Raid. <laughs> and so I wrote here: raid relatives or friends baby stash. And oh, geez, the reason man. why I say that is Put because that in context. Right? <laughs> It's because anybody who has kids, they're going to have a, a crap load of just like baby clothes that they haven't worn in in months or years or whatever, right? I mean, and the only thing that that person can do is either sell it on Craigslist, which is kind of a pain in the butt to sell like bulk yeah. items like this on Craigslist, or you can just give it to a friend, right? And yeah. I'm sure that, you know, like when whenever you have a kid, Ken, yeah. everything that I'm I have here for. is like, yeah, it's, it's yours, right? <laughs> it's yours. You can take it, right? I mean... Um, and a lot of times they're in really good condition too, because they've only worn it like a few times and all that. Right. And it's just, yeah, um, it's especially just, with babies, how fast they grow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the only caveat is when you take baby pictures for your baby and my baby, they're yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, that's fine. I'll tell <laughs> my know? son or daughter, like, look, this is how it goes. Right. Man. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't want to hear any complaints yeah. from you. <laughs> but I mean, the thing, the fact that it matters, I mean, the baby doesn't care. I mean, the parents, yeah. I mean, they're, you're going to be too tired yep. and, you know, to care. And it's just, it's just, it, it, it you know, why pay for these things? Yeah. Uh, especially like brand name things. I mean, it's like, for instance, uh, I think my wife like scored a big one for, with her, one of her coworkers and he just gave us like boxes and boxes wow. of like just really good condition clothes and, you know, um, supplies and all this stuff. And I mean, I, I swear, I mean, people say having babies are expensive, but I mean, we barely spent anything. I mean, yeah. I think we probably spent like maybe less than two grand of all yeah. for all the merchandise and all that. So, wow. I mean, That's I mean great. the only, I would say the only thing that t- starts to um, pile up or, or that are expensive are, you know, daycare. Yeah. And uh, if you start want to save for college, right. But I mean, uh, just the, you know, getting baby food and all that stuff. I mean, that's not actually not that expensive, especially if you are able to breastfeed and so forth. Yeah. Um, what what about, uh, you wrote here, baby bargains book. What is that? So that is actually, it's kind of like, <laughs> The Consumer Reports Guide for all baby products. So oh. it'll give you like all the reviews and all like the best products and things like that. Because I mean, you may you may experience this one day. You yeah. go into Babies R Us. You go into like uh-huh. the, the uh, let's say the uh, the car seat aisle, uh-huh. right? You see like dozens of them. Yeah, and you're like I've walked in there once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like super confusing choose? and all yeah. that, right? And what this Baby's Bargains book does is it tells you which ones are rated well, which ones are, you know, are good, um, okay. you know, are the best buys and so forth, right? So it's just, it's a, you know, a book that we always recommend um, any any new parent to get because oh, nice. it gives you like essentially a guide to what to buy. Got it. So is it a physical book or is it online? It's a physical book. It's I mean, physical I'm book. sure you Got can it. get it online, but it's always better to get the physical. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I skipped a point here. You said, don't buy a baller crib. Oh, <laughs> a baller crib. <laughs> Explain to me what a baller crib is. Is it like gold chains on the side? or It could be. Oh, it could right. be. Um, so with my wife and I, we actually spent a pretty penny on our crib. And I kind of wish we didn't because... Uh, because the crib that we bought is one of those where you can, you know, set up as a crib and then you can set up as a toddler bed and then you can set up as a standard tw- uh, twin size bed. So oh. it should like last a lifetime of their, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Of their childhood, right? But, oh man, we're so stupid. All right. Why? <laughs> I'll, why? I'll tell you why. It's because when my daughter, you know, let's say like my daughter and uh, both, they both sleep in our current room right now. And eventually we're going to need to boot them out of our rooms. Right? Sure. <laughs> so one, you know. There's no way I can uh, I can entice them um, to go into the other room if I bring this like this bed over because it's just like a, a standard wooden bed, right? There's no frills and thrills and all that. But if I made the room look like you know like a princess castle and I had like this nice toddler bed with like frozen sheets and all that stuff, then oh man, they're gonna be so like excited to sleep in there, yeah. right? So 
and you know so what i'm saying is that you know i i would i would rather have bought like a cheaper crib that i can use when only when they need it in their infant um or toddler stage and then when they're a little bit older i can get them like a nice cool like you know if i had a boy like a bed like a like a race car bed or something like that right so i mean i'm just and those toddler beds are pretty cheap they're like 80 bucks whereas my you know my the crib we bought was like you know i think it's like 400 bucks oh wow yeah so it's like you know that 400 bucks i could buy like the cheap crib and all those toddler beds and all as well you know got it so well well like you said but you you save money elsewhere right sure (laughs) sure but you you mentioned daycare and college savings um let's talk a little about a little bit about those two things to wrap up sure what about how i know daycare you guys are going through it right now Mm -hmm. with your eldest daughter um she and i know that's very fairly costly so what are some of the things that you might be able to do to try to save there so i would say daycare is um I mean, unfortunately, if you're both working, it's an an, an um, inevitable expense, yeah. right? You right. have to spend unless you you want to leave your kid at home or something. Yeah. <laughs> but not recommended. No, not not at all. But what we found was uh, when we went to interview a whole bunch of daycares, we noticed that the ones that were ran by churches, um, they were considerably cheaper. I mean, sometimes as low as like maybe like twenty five percent cheaper or thirty percent oh, cheaper wow. than like other um, privately owned schools that are uh, you know Montessori's and or so forth, right? Um, I mean, I know some some of my coworkers spend about like two thousand dollars a month on you know Ooh. to bring them to you know for daycare, and I'm thinking that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> Twenty four grand a year. Versus uh, my wife and I, we spend about about seven hundred dollars a month on you know at this ch- um, daycare at this church that's you know ten minutes from our home. Got it. And it's just um, and I mean, granted, I mean, I think at the Montessori, you probably get you know, a, you know I don't know if you'll get a, you know maybe a quote unquote better experience because they're, I think they. They have a different way of teaching and sure. so forth. But I feel like, you know, we're getting uh, – my daughter loves this school and we, we really like the teachers and the staff and so forth. And it just feels very homely. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I think it's fine. <laughs> what about any – is there any concerns for uh, parents out there that might be more secular? They're not really religious to oh. going to a church. Kevin. You know, my wife and I are, we're not religious at all. I know. Right? I so, know. and it's funny because my daughter would come home and start, you know, singing songs about Jesus and all that. And we were just like, hey, yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But it's, I mean, it's worth the savings for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? I mean, you but know, the, thing, yeah. the thing is, like, uh, I mean, this school, I don't think they care either. I mean, yeah. they just, they uh, as long as you come in and, you know, you pay the bill and so forth and you're not a total, you know, um, you don't show like uh, anti-religious sentiments yeah, and all that. Exactly. And then this, they don't really care. Got it. Cool. And then lastly, what about college savings? You had a note here. Yeah, so college savings, I mean, I know it's another big expense up is uh, Absolutely. for and especially California. I, I would say if you can start when they're when your wife is pregnant or um, mainly because when you start that early, Interesting. then you won't need to put in as much, right? Because imagine if you started, you know, when they're um, you know, and when they're conce- uh, conceived, when they're like, Give you know, birth. when they're in your, you know, in the I womb, can't... in the womb, yes. <laughs> Versus when they're like ten or twelve years old, right? I I'm mean, like, where are you going with this? Yeah, thing? Yeah. I don't know. Your little gestures <laughs> aren't really. I was like, I don't know what you want me to say here. Um, yes. Yeah. So womb. when they're in the womb, I mean, you you probably only have to like put put aside like you know a couple hundred bucks a, a month. I see. Versus when you are waiting till like they're ten or like even when they're in like elementary school, you probably I have gotcha. to put in considerably more, right? Got like it. you know maybe five or six hundred at, at that point so you know if you do like you know two hundred dollars a month yeah that's not gonna hurt very that, so that a, much uh, and it'll compound an in interest too exactly uh, you have you have like you know you don't have to put in nearly as much and you don't have to you, know, you have the time to 
uh, compound that earnings, right? So, very cool. I mean, same thing as your retirement, right? If you start yeah, earlier, exactly. if you start in your twenties, then that's yeah. a very simple way to start saving for uh, for college, right? Than yeah. uh, than waiting, like you said, ten years. Exactly. I mean, instead of like going out and buy like brand new, like you know, juicy couture, like clothes for your kid, like you know, just put that money towards oh, college. Juicy saving. couture, yeah. my friend. No, man's sharpening his skills yeah. for his yeah. uh, his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, cool, man. I, I think we're 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 at the century mark here. We're gonna wrap up here uh i thought really good conversation though i mean a lot of great tips guys i mean definitely uh one of one of the things that we've been trying to do with our podcast is you know the feedback we received is personal experience is more practical so we definitely are trying to weave these in not to say we're not going to do some of the more theoretical stuff like we do because that's the point of the podcast as well but every so often we're going to weave in some of these types of episodes right of course we're going to try to do a little bit more i'm sure van's going to continually increase his money saving hacks i I definitely (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i wouldn't call it that but i feel like it's uh definitely some good good tips um, and i'm sure there'll be more along the way so sure. um tune in for those i'm sure this won't be this is the first but it won't be the last yeah i do. mean it, it, and i would even say that if you have other uh, tips yeah. and tricks that you know uh, we haven't covered or i mean i, I love hearing these stories actually yeah. because it's something that you know i can even incorporate in our own lives yeah. right um just feel free to you know send it to us at um, a word about wealth at gmail.com yeah. Um, also, if you have, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but if you have any further questions, comments, or any other episode topics you would like us to discuss, um, you can go ahead and email us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com yep. or you know, visit our website at awordaboutwealth.com. That's right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. Bye.